Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2 episode 144 of this podcast. We are continuing continuing our daily study of the Come Follow Me materials today, uh, continuing with uh, May the 18th to May the 24th which is covering Mosiah 25 to 28. And today we're, we're concluding our study of uh, the experience of our the younger and the sons of Mosiah found in Mosiah chapter 27 verses 8 to 37. So uh, yesterday we left it where Alma had clearly no doubt in his mind who had saved him. He had come out of his stupor and his unconsciousness and uh, he was testifying that the Saviour had indeed redeemed him. In verse 29 it says, My soul had been redeemed from the gall of bitterness and the bonds of iniquity. I was in the darkest abyss, but now I behold the marvellous lights of God. My soul was racked with eternal torments, but I am snatched and my soul is pained no more. I love that um, that's, that verb of being snatched, that his saviour had indeed snatched him from that dark abyss and that he had experienced uh, the joy of repentance. Um, President Ezra Taft Benson said this, and I love this quote. It says, quote, um, he said, quote, We must be careful as we seek to become more and more godlike, that we do not become discouraged and lose hope. Becoming Christ-like is a lifetime pursuit and very often involves growth and change that is slow, almost imperceptible. The scriptures record remarkable accounts of men whose lives changed dramatically, in an instant as it were. Alma the Younger, Paul, Paul on the road to Damascus, Enos praying far into the night, King Lamoni, such astonishing examples of the power to change even those steeped in sin and give confidence that the atonement can reach even those deepest in despair. We must not lose hope. Hope is an anchor to the souls of men. Satan would have us cast away that anchor in this way. He can bring discouragement and surrender, but we must not lose hope. The Lord is pleased with every effort, even the tiny, da tiny daily ones, in which we strive to be more like him. Though we may see that we have got far to go on the road to perfection, we must not give up hope. Close quote. I love how um, uh, President Benson points out that these examples of um, Alma the Younger and Paul and others, these, um, you know, these experiences of great magnitude, do not uh, suggest to us that we should all have these experiences because as he says many of us have will have small imperceptible changes in our lives instead of huge cataclysmic ones but what they do demonstrate to us is that even the vilest of sinners are not beyond the reach of our savior they should bring great hope not discouragement and comparison uh, and so i think that's an important point for us to remember that uh, we we all can have change in our lives whatever that change looks like in verse 31, Alma continues and says, Yea, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess before him. Yea, even at the last day, when all men shall just stand to be judged of him, then shall they confess that he is God. Then shall they confess who live without God in the world, that the judgment of an everlasting punishment is just upon them, and they shall quake and tremble and shrink before the, beneath the glance of his all-searching eye. Now, before we have any comparisons to uh, Sauron out of the Lord of the Rings and his all-searching eye, uh, we need to consider this, um, that Alma here is saying about how um, those who don't experience the Lord, or who refuse, I should say, to experience the Lord, will recognise the, just, the justness of his judgments, and that those that have recognised him will need to, uh, well, will confess that he is the, the saviour. Elder Jeffrey R. Holland spoke about how this discipleship, this following the saviour, uh, will be a lifetime pursuit 
he says, quote, Obviously, as the path of discipleship ascends, that trail gets ever more narrow until we come to that knee-buckling pinnacle of the sermon of which Elder Christopherson just spoke. Be therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. What was gentle in the lowlands of initial loyalty becomes deeply strenuous and very demanding at the summit of true discipleship. Clearly, anyone who thinks Jesus taught no-fault theology did not read the fine print in the contract. No. In matters of discipleship, the church is not a fast-food outlet. We cannot always have it our way. Someday every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is the Christ and that salvation can only come in his way. Close quote. So again, a reminder that we need to uh, invite Christ into our lives. We need to do it his way. For he is the way, the only way. Uh, and that is why we are in his church, because his way is the way. So this uh, this kind of ends Alma's um, kind of testifying and, and exclamation that he has received um, repentance and redemption. And what is interesting is that this now uh, leads into what happens next with Alma and the sons of Mosiah. Let's not forget the sons of Mosiah didn't have this experience, um, but they were still changed equally greatly. Why that is, we don't know. Perhaps uh, Alma was the leader of them. and Perhaps he needed the greater change. Um, you know, we, we can't be sure why, uh, but it happened as it happened. Uh, but what we do know is that from this point forward, Alma and the sons of Mosiah did change. And this change led to them performing their restitution. In verse 35, it says, And they travelled throughout all the land of Zarahemla, and among all the people who were under the reign of King Mosiah, zealously striving to repair all the injuries which they had done to the church, confessing all their sins, and publishing all the things which they had seen, and explaining the prophecies and the scriptures to all who desired to hear them. Yesterday, we uh, we deliberated and considered about the steps of repentance, and if we have to, uh, how repentance works, do we need to go through all those steps before we begin to receive that repentance? Or do we receive repentance along the journey? And then the, some of the steps become fruits of that repentance. For example, we know that the five steps of repentance are recognizing we've done wrong, feeling remorse for what we've done, confessing those sins to God, um, and then paying restitution and then, you know, not returning to that sin. But it seems here that Alma and the sons of Mosiah recognized they'd done wrong, felt remorse for what they had done. And at that point, it's that point that Alma testifies he's been redeemed. He's been repent. He's repented, uh, which is, you know, only two of those steps. But then what happens is that he concludes the rest of the steps because he has had that mighty change. And I think that we need to kind of recognize that this repentance process um, is necessary is important but it is a process it isn't okay do all these things and then you'll be, re be redeemed and feel the joy um but that restitution is important tadar callister said this quote repentance requires a full restitution in the spirit of zacchaeus who said if i have taken anything from any man i restore him fourfold restitution comes in many forms it may involve a return of funds an apology prayers offered on the behalf of the injured party, making up for years of lost service by redoubling our efforts, or making up for negativism with positive deeds and words. The spirit of repentance demands a restoration of all that is possible within our power. Close quote. So whatever that restitution looks like, as um, Brother Callister said, uh, whether it is through just praying for those people, apologising if someone's been hurt, um, redoubling our efforts for, in service of the Lord for th for the time that we've lost that we could have had if we were um, not 
you know, taking part in that sin beforehand. You know, all those come in many ways. But what is important is that we do become what is in verse 36 described as instruments in the hands of God. We all have the opportunity uh, to uh, serve and to and to do the Lord's will. And we see in uh, verse 36 that they did become instruments in the hands of God. Paul K. Sobrowski said this, quote, Each one of us can make a difference in someone's life, even his or her eternal life, but we must act, we must do, we must labour diligently. Perhaps you have received an impression to invite someone to return to church or to hear the message of the restored gospel for the first time. Go ahead, follow that impression. Why don't we all invite someone to come tomorrow and listen to a prophet's voice? Would you do that? Will you make that invitation today? With faith and a willing heart, even desire, we must trust that spirit will give us in the very hour, yea, in the, in the very moment, what we shall say. I know, I know that to be so. Close quote. And so I conclude this three-day study of the experience of Alma the Younger and the Sons of Mosiah with that invitation also. What do you feel prompted to do now? Alma and the Sons of Mosiah felt that prompting of what they should do, and they followed it. And so we should all do the same as well. And we have, many of us, I'm sure, have felt the opportunity uh, come, and maybe we've taken hold of that and done it, or maybe we haven't. Uh, but we have an opportunity now, today. No matter what we may or may not have done in the past, whether we have followed that prompting or ignored it, today is a different day and we can change and improve and become better and follow it. I uh, am grateful that you've been listening and studying along with me. Uh, please email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. If you have anything you've been studying and, and would like to share, I'd love to hear it and share it on future podcast episodes. Uh, there's also the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'd love to see more people there so we can share our thoughts together. Thank you for listening and until we meet again.